T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tatum gives it up. Horford comes up shy. And the Knicks... Beat the Celtics 131-129. That's not on one person. That's on all of us, the time running off the clock and essentially only getting one shot down too. But, you know, you want to go quick, get the best shot, give yourself a chance, right? You missed the foul, offensive rebound, whatever. But we didn't. Got a timeout. They fouled. Still got a good play and we still got a good shot. Al hits that three. Everybody feel a little bit better about themselves tonight. So, uh you know, it don't come down to one play. It's a lot of things. Um, but, you know, that's why we got another game to try to figure it out and learn from tonight. Jason Tatum after another loss last night, 131-129 in double overtime to the New York Knicks. Second time in a week the Knicks have beaten the Celtics. Second big-blown lead by Boston, 28 against the Nets on Friday, 14 in the second half last night. Simple question for you. What is wrong with your Boston Celtics? I'm not asking you if you're concerned anymore. That was last week. Last week was, let's take a straw poll on who's concerned and where are you seeing some issues and what's bothering you, but we're not panicking yet. Now I'm panicking a little bit. Now I think there's something wrong. And I think that final play is an example of it. And I guess that was just before the final play and it's Jones and Mego with Arcan here on 93.7 WEEI we're here until 6 o'clock on a Monday with all your phone calls 617-779-7937 that that play that Tatum is talking about there is a good example of it they couldn't get lined up properly you know Grant Williams either didn't understand when he had to come set the pick on the clock for Jason Tatum that's what I think it was too I, I don't know if he knew it was him or didn't know it was him. I think it was like a timing issue on when he was supposed to start the play. So I think it was they were running horns, which is they it is, it's also called the A set, which is a very basic basketball motion. And so the, he definitely knows that. And I, I don't know what you were watching. I was watching the ESPN broadcast. And I was actually JJ Redick actually did a good job calling that. Not actually. I was but watching. He did a great job. Yeah, calling no, that he out. actually did a good job. He last actually night. did a good job. I, I think JJ Redick's good on those calls. I was watching NBC Boston last night. I don't know. Okay. Usually when it's a national game, I usually skew national. So I'm I like, was watching ESPN. I normally get to hear NBC Sports Boston. So usually when it's a national game, I go over. But last night I wasn't. So Redick so, broke this so down. So basically, it's um you know the primary ball handler is bringing it up and then you're looking for any variation of pick and rolls and somebody has to come set the pick and I think it was whatever variation they were running Grant just didn't know he was supposed to be that guy and you can put that on Grant but honestly when it comes down to these critical moments these clutch moments 
and these are the plays that you're asking your guys to pull off without timeouts or anything like that because that's your coaching style, I put that back on the coach. Okay, if you're going to put your guys out there and you're going to have a veteran out there, which is what Grant Williams is, even though he's a young guy, he's a vet. He's played in the finals at this point. He's been instrumental in that Milwaukee series last year, the biggest series that you played up until Golden State in my book. Oh, yeah. So you are putting your trust in these guys to go out there and understand in the moment. And you saw the frustration from Jason Tatum of being like, you seriously don't know this? You're not on the page with this. And in the moment, he was definitely frustrated with Grant. But to me, my judgment, I put that more on the coaching. Okay, so Your guys weren't prepared. They didn't know what to do in the moment. And it cost you. So your biggest issue, what what's wrong with the Celtics? When I ask that to all our listeners out there. There's at a lot of things wrong right now. 779-793-7. The biggest thing that's wrong to you is coaching. Something's off right now. Something's off, whether it's between the team and Missoula with disconnect that you're hearing between Jalen Brown and Missoula and the idea of how many threes they're supposed to be shooting. Uh, Jalen Brown said last week in the game that he sat out, was that the Knicks? It was, it was. the last Knicks game. It was the Knicks game last he week. He said, yeah, I thought that, they sh- that we th- shot too many threes when he wasn't on the floor. He was like, yeah, we shot too many threes. And then every media availability you hear with Joe Missoula and then Jason Tatum and Al Horford, who are reiterating what the coaching points are, it's all about the analytics and the threes and the importance of moving the ball around, don't settle for a good shot, get a great shot, and the great shot is a three, and you have to compete in that mathematical way. And I'm not saying that that's a bad way to look at the game. That's ball movement. But there's a disconnect when Jalen Brown is saying Something the number one coaching point is what lost us the last Knicks game, and now here you are this Knicks game. So do you agree? Coaching's the problem right now with the Celtics. They have a problem. 617-779-7937. That's what Mego says. You can agree or disagree there. Arkham, what's their biggest problem? I think their biggest problem is that uh, they're not a special defensive team anymore, and I think that that's sort of taken this long to really set in. And you thought maybe they were a special offensive team, and at times they've looked that way. I don't really think they've looked special on defense at all this year, and that was, I think, a big part of what made them so good at the end of last season and what sort of propelled them into that great playoff run and everything else, and eventually it ran out. But that was that's noticeably different. You don't see guys like Emmanuel quickly going off for 38 against last year's team. You don't see Mikhail Bridges doing that stuff against last year's team when they really started playing well. And I just sort of feel like that was a hallmark of them and something I thought they were going to carry into this year. Williams was playing. He missed a lot of time, but uh, he did play. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he's still here. And uh, Tatum and Brown are considered good wing defenders, but this team defensively is still a good team in the NBA, but there's nothing special about it, and I feel like that's dropped them down a bit. So, Arkan, what's the difference then? I think the difference is uh, Williams has been out a lot and new coach. Yeah, I think it's coaching philosophy. I mean, I don't disagree. I think they they miss Rob Williams. I mean, they definitely do, and they might have screwed him up by going on a finals run last year and trying to win a championship, which I didn't fault them for at the time. But in retrospect, he hasn't stayed healthy. The starting lineup hasn't stayed healthy. At some point, that goes from being a stat that Celtics fans use and Celtics media, Scal brings it up to us, you use positively, like, oh, well, the starting five's only been together this long. At another point, you got to look at it and go, well, they've only been together this long. Are they ever going to play together? Injuries are a problem, but I would ultimately side with you on this, Mego. It all goes back to coaching. And I think Joe Mazzula, and I love this about him at the start of the year, the way they were playing offense, I think he skews offensively. And they got to get that back. If you're, if you're going to make sacrifices defensively and preach three-point differential 
and preach bombing away from beyond the arc and whipping the ball around and getting two-on-ones and the advantage in the corner and everything else, fine. Your team's got to actually do it. And right now they're not doing it. So I, I, I do think ultimately it's a coaching philosophy, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even sure if it comes down to the philosophy as for whatever reason. The these guys indi- Well, these guys individually, it sounds like, are struggling with a few different things where, it, you know, I we don't have the sound and we don't need the sound, Ryan, but Jason Tatum last night was talking about how he's in his head after he makes a mistake. And you can say, again, that's a Tatum thing. But who's knocking him out of that? So he said that he makes, let's say he makes a mistake on the offensive side of the floor. Then he's getting back on defense. He's still thinking about that mistake. Now the possession is turned over again in one way or another. They're back on the offensive side and it's his time to shoot. And he said it's interfering with his shot because he's still thinking about the mistake. I mean, these are coaching points. And it's some of the harder stuff to do than just drawing up the sets. You know, you can ask Brad Stevens about that G. Willikers all day. Is these intangibles are the toughest part of motivating guys and saying, dude, who the F cares? Move on. You made a mistake. And here's my fear. My fear with the Celtics, and I think coaching is a problem right now. Removing the interim tag was stupid, and I think you're seeing that. They're three and three since they did that. Defense is a problem, and I'm an offensive guy, but if you're not going to play offense at a high level, you need some defensive consistency night in and night out. I think they've lost belief, or at least they're questioning what this team is capable of. It was easy from... January on last year was kind of easy. They rolled over teams. And to start the year, 18-4, and 21-5, it was easy. And now they're getting hit with some resistance, and they've kind of plowed through it, but they've hit a rough patch. I heard this last night, and I think this is a way to illustrate what I feel is off with the Celtics right now and what's wrong with this team, because something is wrong. I heard Derek White say this last night, and I said, oh, boy. Or do you feel like the ways that you guys can pick up and be kind of where you were even at the start of this year? It seems like there have been more lulls these last few weeks. Yeah, we just got to kind of like get our swagger back and find a way to play with each other, have fun out there, and I'm sure we'll get it back here soon. Okay, so that's Derek White. They need their swagger. The media, as they do, they hear one player say something, and they go, well, Derek said this. They present it to Jason Tatum, which is which is good. They're doing their job. They should do this. Jason Tatum, how do we feel about the Celtics and their lost swagger? Those guys are right. We got to get our groove back, um, which, you know, I'm confident that we will and get back to, you know, being ourselves and playing, you know, um, you know, with that swagger on both ends of, uh, of the floor, you know, for 48 minutes. Okay. So that's Jason Tatum, like, I think they're trying to find it, and I think they assume they would have found it by now. And I just wonder if they want to put the work in. I wonder if it's too late to put the work in. Like, you know, right now the rest of the league doesn't look at them anymore as the team they had been. They are not looked at as the favorite. They're not viewed the same way. The Celtics don't feel that way about themselves. I think they're questioning themselves. What's our ceiling? What are we capable of? How come it's been months since we've been able to really, truly, get that back why are we below milwaukee you you told me off the air ryan they now only have the third best record in the nba uh i believe the nuggets have one more loss than they do okay so so they're basically right so they have one nuggets have one less loss okay so the nuggets are ahead of them now the other thing okay so like they're falling back a little bit and i thought we talked about this last week i thought they'd be pulling away from the rest of the league like they're the bruins by now and instead the rest of the league is catching them i think they're questioning themselves I think they're questioning what they're capable of and why it's not working. And 
maybe that is all a belief or a lack thereof, I should say, in Joe Missoula. Like, does Joe know what he's doing? And Well, he's learning on the job. And that's just, that's that's not a knock against him. That's just a nature of him being a first-time head coach. Ime Odoka was doing it last year, too. But, but he but, wasn't coming in with the, the tag and the way went, that he got the job. They went through the questions with Ime Udoka in October. Right. November. Like, early in the year, they were ironing that stuff out. Then, then they hit their stride and took off. This team started playing their best basketball, and since then, they've been creeping back and down for months. And here's my take on hearing both of those guys say, we got to get our swagger back. You, get our groove back. You had to get your swagger back yesterday. Like, when you look at these games between the Nets and the Knicks game, I'm more alarmed and bothered by yesterday's game than that awful, awful performance against the Nets because you could, in a way, be flipping about that and say, awful night, everything went wrong, we got in our own heads, we gave up on our team, whatever, never going to happen again. But instead of making a statement and getting your swagger back or whatever you want to call it and coming and showing up like you're the prestigious team that you are, you went and faced the Knicks when they're missing their best player. And yes, you're missing Rob Williams and Malcolm Brogdon, but those are role players on your team. Right. They're missing their best player. Jalen Brunson is arguably their best player. And you're letting Emmanuel quickly look like he's, I don't even know who. Somebody I've never seen before. Bernard King. Yeah. Young Allen Iverson. I was just going to say Iverson. Like, that is who he looked like last night. Like, he might as he well have been Allen Iverson. He sliced and diced you. So, look, I... I ultimately think you're right. Last night was a get-right spot, and tonight they're not playing anybody. Right. Like, there's no no Tatum, I should say, tonight. No Horford. Which I understand no from the health perspective and the long-term view. I get that. But, like, you're now you don't have the stink off. You're you're taking a couple more no. days with the stink on you. Last night, again, you're, now guys can't play because you screwed around last night and went to double overtime and you played too many minutes. I would play Tatum tonight, by the way. I'm not playing Horford on a back-to-back. Rob Williams isn't cleared to play. I would play Tatum tonight, but otherwise they're playing everybody. Last night was a spot I to get right. If you're going to sit these guys all out, and what is it right now? Tatum's out. Williams is Tatum obviously Horford out. Williams. They're going to start out. Blake Griffin and Mike Muscala. Okay, if you're sitting Tatum... Why not sit Jalen? I don't know. No, I would actually sit Marcus. I, I don't I don't quite know what they're doing. he took a beating. As they, what are they, I know you hate his game, but he was... You know, he's got bruises up and down his arms from flopping on that floor. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll meet you in the <laughs> you middle there. You know what? He was effective. He had six cause turnovers. I'll, I'll meet you there. He's bruised because he was flopping all over the place last night. Fine. 617-779-7937. Mega asked an interesting question. What What was the more concerning loss? The Nets game on Friday, which we'll get to. Happy birthday, Marcus. Or the Knicks game last night. Again, 617-779-7937. And do the Celtics have an identity crisis? We'll get to that right after trending with Christian Arkin. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So what do you think you need to do to pull out of this? And, and is, is seating first, second at this point a, a, a priority for you? Um, I mean, it's obviously there. You can't. The only thing you can control is try to win the games. And so... We put ourselves in the best possible chance to win, but zero concern. Um, just because there's 17 games left doesn't mean that there's any different than how a stretch of a season would go. And you obviously want to be playing your best basketball later in the season as you get closer to the playoffs. But, you know, this is a tough stretch. And whatever the stretch has, we have to learn from it so that we can use it later in the year. Zero. Doesn't zero even, concern. Doesn't even let John Corrales finish the question. Come on. Zero. Come on, Joe. Like, this is, this might be why the players aren't buying in. Because you're so fake. Like, that's such a lie. And it's Jones and Mego with Arcan. We're here until 6 on a Monday with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. Like, that, that's a lot. You have zero concern? Zero. Maybe like 3%? Like 4%? That, that's just lying. 5%? That's lying to yourself. Put a percentage on it, Mego. How concerned are you? I, I said I'm done being concerned. Like, now I think there's a problem. Put a percentage on it. I'm 78%. Good. Arkin, put a, put a percentage on it. Anything's like better than zero. 60% concerned. I'm like, I'm like 100% concerned about them right now. Like, I I think there's a real problem. And Grant Williams gets benched last week. What was that about? Your antenna went up about that. Why did he get benched? Zero minutes against Cleveland. How many minutes is he going to play tonight? Ryan's been making this point constantly off the air all day. I think he even said it. Zero. At one point earlier today. I... If, whatever props you got on Grant Williams, save your money. He is not going to play tonight <laughs> because it's matchup related, all... according to head coach of your Boston Celtics, well, the Joe Mazzola. Matchups are different because what? not everyone's available. Okay, but fine. But but Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are still out there, as far as I know. It, if we're playing it out, and it was about matchups last week, Mascala should Which play before. I don't Grant, think it was. I don't either. And so this is why it's BS. But Mascala should play before Grant Williams against the Cavs tonight, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. I don't think he's going to, and I think that's going to expose. What was going on last week, which was an off, was not a matchup. So it was an off-court thing with Grant Williams. So there was that. You have Jalen Brown openly feuding with Joe Missoula. Contradicting. Feuding's too strong. But openly contradicting Joe Missoula, saying, we got to shoot more threes. Jalen's like, we're shooting too many threes. And it's subtle, but it's there. <laughs> it's not subtle. It's well, his number one coaching point, at least publicly. But when I, when I say it's subtle, what I mean is, you know, it's not like, it doesn't sound confrontational. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound contradictory. It's I say more, it's, it sounds like it's more shot at the team. Yes. Yeah. And J- and Jalen's put it on himself a little bit. Like, I-, I think even after, I think it was this game, maybe it was the game on Friday. Some of the audios run together for me. No, it was Friday. Jalen didn't talk last night. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. He's been openly contradicting his coach. And, and he, he was di- the best one last night. Huh. And he didn't talk last night. That is interesting now he that I think about it. He was the best player on the floor last night. But so after the game on Friday, he he said, we're shooting too many threes. And he, he did accuse himself. He's like, I'm settling too much. I got to get to the rim. But it's still contradicting Joe Missoula. Then you have Tatum who's like kind of gone AWOL since the All-Star break. He's pooping his pants last night. He's got his birthday party the other day. He's the All-Star game MVP. I need to hear about this birthday party because you keep talking about the birthday party and I well, haven't I'm seen sorry. any evidence of it. I'm sorry. He had a birthday. When I keep saying he had, he a, had birthday a birthday party. Friday yep. and lost horribly to the Nets. And in between, there was a day off and hmm, 
And were they, did they, did they, or no, they were back here last night? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if they, I don't know if there was a party last night. I have no idea. All I know is he couldn't stay in the game because he had the trots last night. Happens to everybody. Which gets to go to the bathroom. Hmm. Interesting. Especially which, after a party. Which Tatum was, right. Especially a couple of days after your birthday. So like, is Maybe he, fu- he drank too much coffee. Is he fully bought in? Like, I want to know. Not that anybody asked him after the game what was going on with him. They only asked Missoula. So like, not that anybody asked why Tatum was in and out of the game and constantly going to the bathroom. The games. No, I know. I so you I, follow up with this these it, critical details. If it were my job, I would have I would have made sure to ask. I, I thought it was sure. weird how he did the press conference from the toilet. I, I, I would have made sure to ask if it were my job, which it's not. That's not my job. But I just I, something's wrong with them. So how concerned am I? I'm I'm like a hundred percent concerned. How can you say zero percent, Joe? Zero percent. And again, he's that's just, presenting a strong front. But, he has total trust in the team. Is okay. what he's trying to communicate. But if you're a player, are you buying that? No. No. And I don't think they are. And I think that's a problem. I think Joe Mazzula is presenting this thing like he's trying to present like he's Ime Udoka, and he's not. And I don't think the players are buying it. And I think that's part of the problem. I think they're looking around, going, "Does he know what he's doing?" Does this guy have any idea what he's doing? He called a timeout at the end of regulation. Bucket for Jalen Brown. Three-point play. We're going to overtime. Overtime? Does he call a timeout? No, he does not. Cleveland misses at one end. Celtics come down to the other. They're all discombobulated. Tatum gets a look, but it's late in the shot clock. Not very clutch of Tatum, Arcand. Nope. He misses there, or late in the game clock, I should say. And they go to OT. Like, call a timeout, Joe. This shouldn't be that hard. So I think they're all kind of looking around going, well, sometimes he calls a timeout, sometimes he doesn't. Does he know what he's doing? He's projecting like he believes in us, but does he really believe in us? Do we believe in ourselves? There's a real problem with them, I think, going on. And by the way, we feel disorganized. Our star is in his head going up and down the court anytime he makes a mistake. Grant's not playing because of off-court issues, and he's in a contract year, so we feel for him because he helped us, even though he's our annoying little brother, helped us get to the finals last year. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff going on. So are we making too much of it? 617-779-7937. Or is there something wrong with the Celtics? You know, Ime Udoka would light his players up after yes, games. He totally. wouldn't He wouldn't sit Publicly. there and say, no, everything's fine. Like, I don't know if this is Missoula presenting like Udoka because Udoka, after a game like that, I feel like would have ripped all his guys. I, I see. Fair you point. You know what I mean? Fair point. I just, yeah, no, that's true. That's a different approach than Udoka. So maybe he's not channeling Udoka, but I just think he's putting up like this false front that nobody's buying zero we can we can get to the celtics and their identity crisis coming up here in a moment uh but first brandon's in new hampshire go ahead brandon hey how's how's it going guys um hey close hold on come here stay right there sorry my son just climbed in the van um i just can't help but think that it has something to do since i pulled the tag off missoula i know it was only a couple weeks ago but i i just think that most of their issues have been uh, magnify these last few weeks, and so, it's only been getting worse. So, Brandon, we talked about this earlier, but it's a good point. They're three and three since they removed the interim tag. Is there a correlation there? Should we should we connect the dots to removing the interim tag to the Celtics' struggles coming out of the break? I don't think so, personally. Um, I think it's just unfortunate timing in the schedule, and they're in a slump right now. If you want to point towards Ime Odoka having connections to that slump, I don't think it's related to the interim tag. It's some of the overall philosophy and points. Arkin? I don't know. Missoula doesn't seem that much different to me. He seems like the same sort of defensive, sloppy guy at the end of the game that he's been all year. The only thing I worry about a little bit is maybe now that it's not the interim coach anymore, he can finally unleash his, like, let's shoot a million threes plan and no one can well, stop him, you know? Like, that, it seems like that's what he's really into right now. And maybe he was sort of holding that back because he was the interim coach, but now that he's not, he can really, you know, push forward with it. So there may be something to that. And we talked about this earlier, and we're not going to rehash all the audio from Missoula, but if you miss any part of the show, you can have it delivered to your phone daily. You could just 
subscribe to Jones and Mego with Arkin, our podcast on the Odyssey app, or wherever you find your podcast. It's back in the first hour of the show. Joe Mazzula, I think, was exceptionally honest. It's as honest as we've heard him in his press conference after the Nets game on Friday night, and he has been weirder about that, Arkan. Three-point differential, it's the most important stat, and blah, blah, blah. Real quick, has anyone, has anyone, like, I'm not really tapped in with, like, the basketball analytics community that, that much, like, advanced stats and all that. Have you heard anyone else say that? Ever? Well, the three yeah. point attempts are the most important well, stat in basketball. Maybe not quite worded that way, but like, I mean, Daryl Morey's been doing this forever in the NBA. So, yes, I mean, I think true. I think we look at threes. I just that three point differential where it's all about getting attempts and, and, you know, negating the opponent's attempts. I had never heard it presented that way by a coach. I yeah, don't think. I know think. you guys all think it's funny, but the three point attempt rate is the most important stat in the game of basketball. I need right. to hear the backstory to that answer, too. It's the like, first thing I go was to. Was he cracking up all the beat reporters talking about the stat at some point? So do you think he was addressing beat reporters or do you think he was addressing people like us? I think he's addressing people like us. Talk radio, the talking heads around. I don't think he's the general scum of the universe. Yes. Yeah. Ah. I, don't, I don't think, and maybe I'm. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it was. You're making that. it about you. Yeah. Well, true. That is. I do tend to think everything's about me. But uh, do you think the beat writers are like openly mocking him? Well, and that's laughing what at I'm him? asking. I, I don't. I know you guys think this is I funny. Don't, I don't. I'm like, yeah, it's hilarious. Every I, time you bring up that stat, I <laughs> laugh my ass off. But I just. I've never heard it presented that way by a coach, but maybe other coaches have said it. Well, but, it's definitely the trend that the league has been in for years. But it's just, isn't that weird? Like, the first thing and I... And the analytics thing has been a strong push the, in the league over the last 10 it years. It has been. But it's like, so, like, Joe Mazzulla's no better than, like, a baseball manager now. Like, that's that's what it sounds like. It's just you're carrying out the analytics of, of your front office, which I find detestable. But <laughs> what's the first thing you go to in a box score? Mine is not the three-point differential. It's probably no. a shooting percentage of some sort. Probably field goal, maybe three. That's probably the first thing I look Which at. Which was the Beyond, only like, statistical, uh, the only statistical disadvantage you had at the end of the game last night. The only one. Well, it's an irrelevant. Well, that stat. and points in the paint. Mega, uh, Mega, as we all know, that's an irrelevant stat. It's all about the three-point well, differential, that's the other, and that's I it. I mean. You look at the Knicks, they had more points in the paint than you. But I guess, it, you know, they won because of the threes. That's why. It sounds like he's he could be talking to his players. That This is the message. I like, know you guys might. Oh, maybe. Like I know you guys scoff and laugh well, no, at it, but it's the players. No, because players aren't in the room. Why would, that would be weird. Well, maybe he just. Oh, yeah. Joe Mazzula never does or says anything <laughs> weird. Yeah, right. Maybe he's yeah, not well, like why that. Why would he say that? He's like looking straight at the camera and being like, I know you I don't guys. Know, maybe, maybe he just lost who he was talking to. The moment. way I play it out is he's so, like, guys, we're ta- we need to take more three pointers. And Jalen's like, actually, I feel like we're taking way too yeah, many. Like, like, and they've, they've had this debate already. So this is the time that Joe Mazzula is like, hey, guess what? Who's scoffing? Jalen. Maybe that is who he's talking Jason to. Jason Tatum isn't because he took 17 of them last night. <laughs> yeah, Tatum. Tatum took it. Good job, coach. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Tatum took he it to heart. That's true. Uh, Tom is in Cambridge. Go ahead, Tom. Hello? Tom. Hey, what's up, Tom? Tom. Hello. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah you, just stole my, you just stole my thunder uh, when you mentioned the 17 um, threes. Um, Jason Tatum is, um, shoots 35% from three-point land, okay? That places him below the top 100 shooters. Yeah, Tom, we actually talked about this at the three-point contest when I'm like, why the hell's Tatum in this thing? Because they asked him to. He shouldn't be in it. No, I know. They, it's some star power and, like, fine, whatever. I'm always in favor of having a, a star in an event like that, but it, he hadn't earned it based on the way he's shooting threes this year. So, yeah, he's not shooting at a great clip. Is that the best thing? How dare you say that about the All-Star MVP? He didn't earn it. It's <laughs> a good point. I, I strike it from the record. He's the All-Star game. He did score 55. He should start getting calls. I agree with Eddie slash Joe House I mean, the that. fix was in. Jalen Brown was covering him for a good portion of that That's game. That's true. So, I, uh, I mean, 
let's rewind it. So three-point differential. Is that best suited for Tatum's game? Like, let's Perhaps take, not. Take everything else out of it. It's definitely not well-suited for, like, the Marcus Smarts of the world. Take everything else out hey, of it. He had a nice clutch shot last night. Oh. He got that, a second chance. Can I be he honest? Swung it took back him around. a few, but you got it. So Arkan just nailed two it. Two in that possession. No, oh, but it in was that like some, the final three and a half minutes. His threes were just bricks until he hit that one in the corner, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" <laughs> like I was like Anthony Richardson highlights into Marcus Smart bricking threes. I was like, "This is the best weekend ever." <laughs> but uh, take everything else out of it. Is that best suited for Tatum's game? Like, all right, fine. A- analytically, it makes sense. You have a top five player in the league. Is that suited to Tatum's game? Just well, bombing away from three. You could see last night, especially when it got into crunch time, when it got into overtime, he started just really driving downfield and getting and fin- getting in and finishing at the rim. And I'm like, I, that feels more like a decision that he made than a coaching point because the coaching point is, hey, work it around for the best three. Yeah, you have a top five player in the league. Should he just be standing out there bombing threes and doing little sidestep threes and penetrating to kick out to his crappy shooting teammates for threes? Or should he be driving to the basket? Like, what is Tatum best suited for? And I'm asking you guys, 617-779-7937, but I would agree with Mego on this. Maybe Tatum's a little better suited for putting his head down and going to the bucket, especially this year, the way he's been shooting threes. What's the Celtics' identity, though? This is a discussion that uh, Brian Scalabrini and Eddie slash Joe House got into last night after the game. And I was just. You had to stop saying that because it's going to creep back into my subconscious. Joseph House. I was doing my thing where I'm like half listening to post game. I'm like, all right, well, I want to hear Missoula and I want to hear Tatum and, you know, I want to hear from all the players after the game. But, like, I'm also kind of looking at some stuff and sending out some stuff for the show the next day. So I'm like half listening, but I look up, I'm like, actually, a good point by Scal. <laughs> And we're going to talk to Scal on Wednesday. We'll ask him about this. But Scal brought up, unprompted, the Celtics have an identity crisis. What is our championship identity? I I actually, at, at one point, I thought it was going to be defense. And then it was at, remember, the beginning of the year, the pace, the space, and all that. I'm really searching for our championship identity right now. And, I, and I'm in a game like today, no matter if you're making shots, missing shots, you establish which, what you are, and you do it over and over again. And I don't, I don't actually know what it is at this point. Damn, a championship because a championship identity is solidified. At the beginning of the year, it was threes, and we're knocking down threes. We're pacing. We we playing with pace. We're sharing the basketball. Then it became we're defending. We're not knocking down the three. So I, I, I have no idea. I'm not sure what we're hanging our hat on every day. I know how we're starting every game. But like, a, like your identity is woven into the fabric of who you are no matter what happens. It doesn't matter if you're up, you're down. It doesn't matter if a team goes on a run or you're on a run or you're, you haven't made a shot. Your identity, which I'm still having a hard time, are we a defensive team? Are we an offensive team? Are we a pace team? Are we a spread them out type of team? Since the all-star break, whatever happened there, I don't think we've had our identity. So I think that line is interesting. Whatever happened there. Hmm. And I agree, they don't have an identity. What is it? Last year, you were hanging your hat on defense, to Arkan's point, to start the hour. What is the Celtics' identity? 617-779-7937. It is that part of the problem, because they have a problem going on. Uh, Jason's on the Cape. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, uh, so my point is that it's clear as vodka to me. Um, to just Jason Tatum is just not a leader. He's not that gritty. It doesn't even seem like he gets upset when they lose, you know? Because his personality is almost a little cringy, too. I don't so, know. so not to put you on the spot, do we have a clip from Friday night, um, uh, Ryan? It was Tatum after the game on Friday after the Nets game, because I think Tatum's made strides in this area, 
But I did not like his answer on Friday after the Nets loss. And I know the Knicks loss bothered you more, Mego, than the loss on Friday. The Nets, that one still bothers me more just because of how nonchalant they were after the game. You know, Missoula's like, oh, it's a one-off. Even though it's the biggest blown lead, tied for the biggest blown lead in 25 years. Yeah, people do that all the time. In the NBA, and it's the biggest blown lead in the league this year. Okay, this year. Okay, but again, but it's... No, that's me. Oh, you're, oh yeah, okay. Got it, got it, got it. I see. So, like, it's just... Can you tell by the voice? I I, I guess I missed it. So, I, I didn't like this from Tatum. Yeah, I think I got it. I didn't like this from Tatum on Friday. Is it like anger, disbelief, uh, just kind of... What, what's the feeling like when you come away and you blow a lead like this and you lose to a team like that? <laughs> I mean, like Joe said, he came in. We lost. It was tough. Uh, uh, but, you know... Disbelief not. I mean, we didn't play well. You know, they played better than we did. And, uh, you know, usually you lose. So it's not disbelief, you know. Uh, I don't even know if it's anger. Uh, play too many games to be angry. Uh, you know, move on, get ready for the next one. It is what it is, essentially. They play too many games to be angry? I didn't love that. Like, and, and I get why people, that, that does still bother me about Tatum. I'm not calling him a bad leader, but that leadership quality with him, like, we play too many games to be angry, that... <laughs> That does bother me. And it sounds like it bothered the caller, too. I think it's dishonest. I think it's just like Joe Missoula getting up there and saying that he has zero concern for the team. I think that's dishonest from Tatum. Because then you hear him talk about how he can't move on sometimes from one possession to the next because he's bogged down on himself. So I feel like that's a little bit of a flexing, like, hey, can't get too high, can't get too low. The stuff that players always say, which is, hey, it's it. We, we're seeing the long-term plan. They do, plan. but he, he kind of he lives it. Unless he's yelling at an official, he kind of lives it. Like, he's ve- he is very even keel, right? Yeah. I mean, again, unless he's screaming at a, at a ref... He's very even keel. So he did get tossed from a game this year. No, I know that's screaming yeah. at a ref. So I'm just I'm saying like largely, and and maybe that ties into him being angry, and that goes back to what you're saying, Mego. It's a nice thing to say, but you don't really believe it. I just I don't I don't love that leadership quality in any leader, whether it's Tatum or anybody else. Ah, we play too many games to be angry. Well, that was a bad loss. You should probably be angry about it. 617-779-7937. We'll continue with your feedback, and we have Meg explaining with Meg- Megan oh. Megan Ottolini slash Mego next. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg explaining. Meg explaining. I almost wanted to change my Meg explaining on the fly to what we've been talking about occasionally at breaks here, which is that Arcan refers to high school... High school areas as campuses. You mean high school campuses as campuses, which is what they're called? Like everybody everybody went to like like, everybody else went to private school. Everybody was went to high school on Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh. Like that's 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 what every high school looks like. Not a single person would ever look at my high school and call it a campus. Are you on campus? I I didn't call North Country Union High School. I did not refer to that as a uh, as a campus. No, no, no. Did it have a building? Yeah. That's it, the campus. That's the campus. You know then. what else it had? The grounds of that's, the school a is called the is, campus. A building isn't a campus. Sure it is. No, it's not. The grounds it of the school is the campus. also had a bunch of trailers in the back <laughs> where, because the school couldn't hold the population of my entire high school, so we had to have all these trailer classrooms. Yeah, that was part of the campus. Yeah. 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 Did you guys have those? Uh, n- I don't think so. No. 
They were actually... They were, even Jones is like, now. Nah, yeah. yeah, even... I'm I mean, not kidding. Man, trust me, there were plenty of trailers in and around like, my high school, but they weren't part of the, the were campus. There seven trailer classrooms, at least. Woof. Yeah, it was tough. Is it like they teach you to make meth in them? <laughs> no, they taught us world history. All right, meth, oh. meth cooking 101. <laughs> anyway, this doesn't relate this to... This way you bring the wash. Mm. So, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Open your page, chapter seven. Yeah, we didn't all go to leafy green uh, high schools like our kid. Mm-hmm. Not going to name it, but it's a yeah. fancy one. Yep, it's true. Um, public school. Uh, so I want to talk today about generations because I'm starting to get irritated with the way that people are misgenerationaling yep. people. Okay, I'll, so, I'll work with it. Okay, I just want to map this out exactly the generations as I found it through the Pew Research Organization, which is a big highfalutin Washington, D.C.-based think tank. I'm familiar with the Pew, yeah. Yeah, okay. Baby Borners, 1946 to 1960. Baby Baby Boomers. We're born 1946 to 1964. (laughs) Yeah, super Borner. Baby Boomers, 1946 to 1964. Okay. Gen X, uh-huh. 1965 to, what would you guess? 1981. 1980. 1980, okay. okay. Millennials. So wait, what, Arkan, you're Gen X, you're a millennial. No, I'm a, uh, old millennial. Okay, Okay. Like, so yeah. what would you guess millennials are? Millennials are 81 to 95. 96. 96. Here's okay. a clue. These go 15 years about. Is that what, is yeah, that what's going on? Yeah, that's what a generation on? is. Okay, got it. Gen Z, 1997 to 2012. Okay. And now the new generation, after Gen Z, born 2012 and beyond, is mm-hmm. Generation Alpha. Is that interesting? Is that, does that just mean it's unnamed, though? Or they're, they're, they're Andrew going... Tate, yeah, <laughs> Generation Alpha. Woo. No, I think that's their actual name. That's what we're going with? It's yeah, not like because, a placeholder? No, because it's the first generation that won't have a single person born in the previous century, calendar-wise. Got it. So everyone is born... Uh, 2000 and beyond. Got it. So your generation. Whereas Gen Z still has the later 90s. Got it. So your generation alpha, which is, I can only assume, you know, you'll be living your life fully on TikTok and, you know, mm-hmm. marrying hot take bot and things like that. <laughs> I can just imagine that's what's going to be going on. Yeah. So as a millennial, uh-huh. I am like pure millennial. We're all, like, mil- we're all millennials. Yeah, but, you're, but I'm like a true you're millennial. You're right smack dab in the middle yeah. of it. So what was it? So, 81 to 96? Yeah. Okay, I'm 84. What year were you working? 82. I'm an elderly millennial. You are. You're so we're, we're, on the, we're on the older end of the, the millennial spectrum. So yeah. I have to ask people to stop referring to things that they don't like as millennial. Yeah. Because at this point, millennials, look at Arcan. Millennials are in their 40s. Mm-hmm. Millennials are homeowners. Millennials are parents. Yeah. Like, just because something is new or there's a certain attitude to it or <laughs> something you don't like, it doesn't mean it's millennial. For example, when I hear someone say, oh, Jason Tatum's not playing tonight, such a millennial basketball player move. That's completely something you would hear, right? Yeah. You've also, probably heard it before. I might From baby borners. I might have even <laughs> said baby it. From baby borners. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Tatum was born in 1998, so he's Gen Z. He's a Zoomer. Okay, you can call him that, but don't call him millennial. Got call him post millennials this whole time. Post millennials. Post millennials. Yeah, the, sounds like a bad rapper. Yeah, I was just gonna say it sounds like it does sound like post Malone or so a newspaper a- that got bought by a hedge fund and now doesn't have an office anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the post millennials. We lost yeah. our campus. <laughs> so here's another point that I think is interesting, which is the idea of scrapping the generation names altogether. So this is from a professor of sociology, I already hate Philip this. Cohen from the University of Maryland. I already hate it. Fear the turtle. 
Uh, he wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post called Generation Labels Mean Nothing. It's Time to Retire Them. He writes this. I actually thought this was interesting. Consider these facts. The tennis champion Williams sisters are a generation apart, according to the Pew Research Center. We Venus, were. born in 1980, is part of Gen X. Serena, born in 1981, is a millennial. Meanwhile, Donald Trump and Michelle Obama are both in the same generation. Trump was born in 46, while Michelle Obama was born in 64, making them both baby boomers. He says, the worse, counting is the counting. worse than irrelevant, such baseless categories drive people towards stereotyping and rash character judgment. This is disappointing because measuring and describing social changes is essential and it can be useful to analyze but, a historical period. But is it? No, 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 no. I don't want to write off the generations now, though. Now is when it's getting fun to shame the other generations. Now we're old enough but to shame. But it's destructive we're, because every generation is going to do that to the next generation. Yeah, right. But I, Whereas but I, but if you're going to be realistic, no, you no, can no. look at the direction no, no. and say there's a lot of things that are tough no, for no, each no, no, generation no, no. coming up. No, no. Just because they're no. younger doesn't mean that they have everything no. easier. That's such a millennial take. So I, so I am. <laughs> you're I, a millennial. So I know. So I, I, I now have lived through being generation shamed. Now I now I'm old enough where I can start shaming the other generation. They're still using millennial for everything. Now Nobody's we're gonna, going wow. Now such we're gonna a stop Zoomer. naming them. No 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 no. Keep naming them. I want to keep. I want to keep shaming future generations. So do you shame that's Zoomers? What I, that's what I've earned now Are as a millennial. Are you like oh yes. so Gen Z and such a generation alpha, Lucas? You're such a generation alpha. Do you Lucas. say that to make fun of your son? No, but I will. I will start doing it now. You right, like you just gave him some ammo. You oh. go into you oh. go into pickup at nursery school. You're like. Look at these alphas. That's the other thing. That's a cool oh, you generation can't, You can't name. pee in the potty. Such a generation alpha move. All over the toilet seat. Generation alpha move. Like, yeah, now I want to I want to start doing that. Yes. So the I alternative. I, don't take away letting. I want to shame the other generations. I've earned that now. I've been on the planet long enough to shame so. the other generations. Yes. I don't think so. No, what? you don't own a home yet. Once you own a <laughs> That's home, true. I, I'm not then a you can start saying, that why don't true. you contribute to the economy well, more? Then I, well, I don't want to do that. Why do you spend so much money on avocado why toast? Why like we were perfect in every way? Wait, so, so I want to do it. What's the matter with kids today? <laughs> what no. is that? Is that Fitzy again? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> He always likes to get involved in these conversations. You don't want to shame other generations? There's no part of you that wants to lash no, out and shame? because you know what? I was never the person on teams who was like, I'm not a freshman anymore. Now I get, oh, sorry, we're not supposed to say freshman anymore. Well, we're I'm not, not a first year anymore. I'm going to haze the crap out the of these younger people so they can go through what I went through. Because yeah. I think that's gross. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't haze, but like you can't, you can't. Be like, to me, hey, it's little, the same thing. Hey, you little freshman. Shut up, hey, you alpha. That's not hazing, being like, hey, you little freshman. That's not that's not hazing. God, you're such an alpha. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> it actually, like, you know what? Why couldn't we have bad. gotten... Mark Ann already alluded to it. It does sound kind of cool. Generation why couldn't alpha. we have gotten a cooler Jones and name? Andrew Tate, yes. <laughs> so, uh, no, I... Bunch I, of betas. You gotta be an alpha, bro. Yeah, I... I yeah, that's true. So is the next generation gonna be beta? Because that's tough. Omega? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm very confused at how we name all these generations. I don't know what goes into the process of it, but this professor is suggesting an alternative. Oh, no. What? Instead of measuring by generations, because a lot of this, by the way, is just about marketing. Yep. So it's like marketing research. Ooh, millennials Let's prefer throw this. Out. Millennials Let's throw prefer out that. Labels. We don't need labels anymore. Okay, what? Millennials are all, why buy a house when I have avocado toast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate that so much. Uh, so... His suggestion is judge it by the decade. So judge it based that's, on the decade you're born in. That's just as arbitrary. 
we all still have a lot in common. I think we can measure the same references. Like we were just talking about Chappelle's show off air. Okay, so it's ten years instead of fifteen years. That solves everything. Decade. Yeah. Okay, my brother was born in the mid early nineties. He's technically mid nineties. He's technically a millennial, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't get like half the references that we would talk about. I just don't see how that solves anything. How does decades solve anything that generate it's what's how's it any different? It's the same thing. I think it's more specific. It's a little shorter of a time frame, but it's the same thing. I think we lump people in kid. as a generation. The problem is I think we already do we already do that. Um, do we already say you're an eighties kid, you're a nineties kid? Don't, isn't kinda, that already yeah. a thing? I don't yeah, think that holds any weight though. No. Whereas this it is holds like more weight to companies make dis- generation naming. corporations make decisions based off of research of these generations. Huh. Like, it's not a fake thing. It's a made-up thing, but it has real-life applications. I like I like shaming the Gen Xers and the, and in the future of the, al- the, the Alphas. Nobody shames the Gen You do this, the boomers love nothing. I, Nobody yep. shames well, actually, the Gen no, Xers because they have Don't cool take it away. music like Nirvana. Don't take it away from me. We, what do you been... do? What do you say against the Gen Xers? I don't know yet. Oh, you had such a good economy. I'm, I'm oh, remember all those comedies you made in the early 90s about how hard it is to get married? <laughs> I just don't want that. I want to be able to fume, uh, uh, shame future generations. I put in too much work being on now this planet for almost 40 previous years. Generations, yeah, well, I'll shame previous ones too. That's fine. Anyone that's not a millennial, I'm going to shame. And as you know, numbers are very sort of pro liberal. <laughs> I mean, that's hard to argue with. That's not, it's not wrong. That's Meg Splaining with Megan Adelini each and every day at this time here on Jones and Meg. Oh, with our kid. On WEEI. We'll get back to your phone call. 617-779-7937. There's a rumor that won't die at the NFL Combine. So millennial. And it's related to the Patriots and their Gen X quarterback. Let's He's get to it Gen next. Gen Z. God, we listening to anything. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.